Whoa there. Ah, wet. Good whatever it is by you, whether it be morning or afternoon, and welcome to my brand spanking new mm, podcast. You may have read one of the old crackpot chronicles that I've been writing recently, if you're one of the six people who have viewed them. And now it's time for me to put some voices to those faces, those cup, cup faces. We'll have experts and storytellers and basic bitch curtain twitchers on each week. First few will be me getting to know a few of the lads and lasses we met on the cup farm. Probably won't get warmed up until maybe number eight or nine. Probably have to tell you as well that none of these people are real and neither are the stories. Just in case some of you lads and lasses get offended. I suppose non-binary people, whatever you want to go as this time, is uh, okay. Anyway, uh, had to have this lad on first. I'd like to introduce you to... Top striker. Rodney Whitmarsh of the Frog and Coanger Sunday League football team. Here I am sure to lin- rinse, <laughs> or rinse, definitely don't do that, rinse, lanky Kev. How are we doing Rodney? Yeah, yeah, kill me Rod, will ye? Yeah. Only me mum kills me Rodney. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm serious, it scares me after death. <laughs> okay, sorry about that then mate. Uh, tell us what you're here for. You have a story about a famous celebrity, is it? Yeah, a proper famous one. Uh, cool. (laughs) So, you're a ball of delight then, are you, Rodney? Well, sorry, Rod, sorry, Rod. Uh, Yeah, don't be like that, will you? Will you tell us about your football team first? Give us a bit of backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Dodgy Rich organises a team, you know, sends the text out on a Thursday, seals in and that, asks everyone not to go out on Saturday night to Weatherspoons, drink 15 Sambucas and get lost on the way to the bathroom. Make sure we're legal to drive in the morning and that, you know. Whatever. (laughs) Alright, Rod. Sounds like you're speaking from experience there, mate. No, well, yeah, but on the week in question, it was, it was my birthday, so that's okay, I reckon. Uh, yeah, you see, when we eat salami before the match and stuff, thinks the fatty bits get stuck in your leg veins and make you about 17% slower. A little good slice or two salami when I get in from a boozer, though. Saltiness starts me out, you know. Anyway, just a side note. We got cut out once. Gary the Tower had a little too much to drink the night before because him and his girlfriend had an argument about the dog. It's one of them that they always boast, uh, post on Instagram and he's got about 3,000 followers. But it's always got brown eye crust matted into his, into his off, off-white curly fur. Anyway, long story short, he had two whole packs of that bear-shaped sandwich ham stuff and threw it up on the boss's car. Some bits were even chewed, full bear face on the bonnet. <laughs> wow, graphic. 
<laughs> graphic that rod. Uh, I've him and there last sort it all out now then. Yeah, she's just gonna make him make her show a bare ass invisible in the dog's insta foes anymore. It's all sorted. <laughs> oh she's one of them, is she? Yeah, yeah. Clumsy crap pot. I've I see some stories about them if we have time. Uh we haven't mate, but if you get get back to telling me about the team, will you? You were saying you're a Sunday League team. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I play for a Sunday League team called the Frog and Cut and, you know, a pub team. So someone's uh, a bit overweight. So everyone's a bit overweight, usually. A lot of our lads have been watching the EPL in there since we were really small, though. So our team is, is quite young and into the gym, doing a few weights and, and that. I can squat about 56 kgs. Can you imagine that? <laughs> That's pretty good. Two lads are not too bad at football either, then. Or are you just young enough, like? Well, more, most was just young enough, like. But we have a few ballers, you know, fancy themselves a bit of an Angolo Kante or a Kieran Richardson. So, you know. So, what happened on this particular day you were going to tell us about? Well, in the, in the build-ups that week, there had been a few rumours going around that there was some really ridiculously famous celebrity in town, you know, like proper Hollywood A-lister. One of the lads in the team we were going to play against was a friend of his, like. Thought nothing of it anyway. Text came in on Thursday. Sorry, lad, the game is on, but location has had to be kept a secret till Sunday morning. See you at 9am in Frog Care Park for a classic frog convoy to pitch. Uh, usually, like, Kev gives it a big one all the way there, you know. Beeping his eye pitched on and revving his 1.2 litre Vauxhall Corsa engine at, at passing dog walkers and old deers. <laughs> he sounds like a bit of a character. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he is, yeah. He, he's, he's so tall and muscular, nobody really dares say anything about it. His Corsa having, you know, flower stickers on it or his moustache being a bit on the light side. Someone heard he once punched a tree in half, so everyone's a bit frightened. Crazy, really. You know, he's, he's, he's a bit of a monster. Oh, dear. So you're on your way to the pitch? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're on our way to the pitch. I've, I've picked Rich up because his Fiat Punto's broken down. We're in the, in the lead, following the Google map to the pitch. He still won't tell me why it's, it's a big secret and why, why we changed the pitch. Anyway, I didn't ask too many questions because I was paying attention to the road and the instructions like the world's slowest rally driver. Can't see very well in the morning, you see. It takes me a bit of time to adjust to the brightness. Anyway, we get to the pitch and it's beautiful, all flat and well kept and surrounded by a wall as high as Lanky kept the ears. Everyone's a bit excited now, but no sign of the other team yet. Up until this point, uh, how's the season been going for you? How have you been getting on? Uh, yeah, not too bad, actually, yeah. We had played a few of the better teams, we've got a few great results, even scored Edda the other week. Bush, like that, mate. Think out of the 12 games we had played, we'd won about nine and drawn one. So, not usually a draw on account of goalkeepers being hung over and seeing about nine balls coming towards him. 
Agoli broke his nose the week before, kicking ball into his own face from a pass back. So he was wearing a piece of old cereal box as one of them protective mats. It was funny, because uh, Isles would cut out oats in his box of cookie crisp cereal. Say he doesn't eat that stuff, but I don't believe it. Terry was fuming as well, he's a vegan, he reckons he could have recycled box. Oh, is he one of them uh, vegans that tell you not to drink milk because it makes cows sad? No, 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 not really. Just gets on with it, eating his wheat based frankfurts at half time, you know. Oh, that's all right then. Nothing worse than a militant vegan. So your team was doing well, and you rocked up to this sparkly new pitch behind a wall and went off to get changed, right? Sounds pretty regulation anyway. What happened next? Well, as usual, we went off out to the pitch and whipped a few crofts in and tried a few overhead kicks at the keeper. Nobody ever scores, mind you. I usually wait on the edge and wait for a sweet volley. Hadn't happened yet, but one can dream, can Decent warm-up, any road. Sometimes like a Kevlite spike defender in the outer area, usually screaming his name as he does it and everyone knows to get out of the way, you know. He doesn't scream lanky though, he just screams Kevin's, you know, and then Bush had it out of the box. <laughs> Surely he's just doing the job and he will do with the mats up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we won't, won't be carrying a can of Stella Artoris in a match and splashing us. <laughs> he has a bed beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, he says it levels him out like a snooker player. He's probably just trying to hide the stink of Billy Bear me on his breath. <laughs> Couldn't he just have a mint? Or brush his teeth? Well, yeah, no, that's not really Kev. That's not really Kev's way, you know. <laughs> okay then. So, what next? Oh yeah, just, just about to get into a huddle. An opposition team come dashing out onto the pitch, doing that cross thing and they touch the grass, you know, like Ray Powell used to do. Few lads we recognise from seasons gone by, and yeah, nothing too special until until uh. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh. Oh, what? What, <laughs> what is it, Rad? The last person in the line comes sprinting out a bit after the others. It's like, only Danny chuffing to veto, all round and with his hat on. Fingerless gloves and that, you know. Shirt was barely able to stretch over his belly, but it was down to his knees. How tall is he? Like three feet tall. Actually, he's probably more like four foot ten, but yeah, he's not tall. I was just stood staring at him, I love him, eh? I really like the movie Romance in the Stone. <laughs> With Michael Douglas. Gosh, that's an old one, isn't it? Yeah, great movie when he says his minimum price for taking a stranded woman to a telephone is $400. Love it. She only offered him 50 to begin with. And then she was like, well, I'll give you 200 because he said I'll have 500 And she said, Maybe two fifty, and he said to my minimum price four hundred, and all that bit where he's on ill. I think that's near the beginning. <laughs> sorry, Rob. What's that? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. 
Okay, good. <laughs> good film, but what about Danny? Was he any good? Well, well, well sorry. Well, sorry, I've spaced out a there. Well, during the warm-up, they were leading stretches, you know, counting people down and starting a little rondo. But he didn't really show as much. So getting to the game then, did he play much? Well, that's most of the story there anyway. The game was pretty dog dirt to be honest. Nil nil affair with very few shots on target until 87th minute. When they sub on Danny DeVito, who goes straight over to Lanky Kevin and Mr. Beat all game starts getting in his ear, you know, calling him a beanpole and distracting him with quotes from his movie Twins and Matilda. Comes out with that classic. That's fine. You fight, and I'll keep the money. So anyway, we get to minute 92. Looks like it's going to either be a flare-up or finish goalless. I voted for a flare-up, but, but then, just at that time, on the edge of the centre circle, Rob the Fist goes flying through their number six in an attacking position for them, and boom, last chance saloon. I was marking number seven because he's a bit small like me. Reckons he's a tricky winger, but the only wings he's good at are chicken ones. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense, to be honest. Really? Yeah, a sticky winger, mate, or saying he's not finger licking good. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Carry on, carry on. What happened next? Okay, so at this point, I hear Danny roasting Kev. He says to him, Listen, you little wiseacre. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you could do about it. You know, like the film Matilda. Whistle goes. Kev's lost a yard. Gets to penalty spot. Steadies himself to nod the ball away and hear the final whistle. But boom! In flies Danny DeVille. Wins the header. Powers it bullet-like into the top corner of our goal, 1-0. Kev is absolutely fuming. Little Danny does a cartwheel, wheels away, whistle blows, calls him a gangly beanpole licker and runs back up to the other end. Before Kev can catch him, you know, he has an outrageous swing, but he misses because it's a small wind straight over his head. Anyway, we kick off again. Ready to get up pitch, but whistle blows. That's it. Game over. Full time. Outrageous. Wow. <laughs> and he must have been some leap on him. Not really. He just got inside Kev's head. Didn't even come to the pub after for a few sausages. It was the quietest anyone's ever washed a tallywhacker in that shower, I tell you. Didn't even laugh when soaps had squelched a little between his sack and his hip bone. You know, like... I'll wet myself, me. Didn't like that either. <laughs> Did he not try and console him? Absolutely not. And he would have spat in my sausage butty for sure. Called him a few days later to see how he was doing, but he didn't pick up, you know. When I saw him on the Tuesday for the meat raffle at the working men's club, he showed me a voicemail Danny had sent him just laughing, you know, just... <laughs> you know, like that, yeah. I went to see him in Panto, he was on the Friday. God, he was good. I can see why he's as famous as he is. Nobody ever played Jesus as well as him, he was magical. Best Easter I've ever had. 
So that's why he was in town, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Played Jesus in Easter Panto. Anyway, we're absolutely gas. Loved it and hated it all at the same time. Nobody likes to get beat like that, do they? And yeah. What happened after that then? Any more stories from that season? No, no, not really. Absolute derailed our season. We're in bottom five now. Lost the last eight on the bounce. Couldn't be more upset. Kevin hasn't punched any police alsation since then. For him, that's big news. Although he did throw his chip butty at a pigeon that were giving his wife the eyes last week. So maybe it's coming round a bit now. Imagine that. Some story, that, Rodney. What do you think you should learn from that? You know, like, usually if people tell stories, they probably learn something from it. What did you learn? Well, I suppose you should never judge a book by its cover. I once picked up a book that had a bird on the front. It was all about some trial and a man called Atticus. We never found out why that bird was there. Absolutely. Good message. Thanks for the story. <laughs> Outrageous. And there you have it. That's the very first podcast, or crackpod casticle, uh, from the delightful Rodney Widmarsh. Sorry, I called you Rodney again, don't worry. So don't worry about it, I'm going now, see you later. See you later. <laughs> Bye, Rodney. Gosh. Oh, I did it, girl. It's all right, he's gone. Anyway, he's some character, that Rod. Some boring voice on him as well. <sighs> Good story about how Danny DeVito gets in a defender's head and ruined the whole pub team season. Next week, join to hear whoever the lads decide to be here. I've been a crackpot castigle host. And, uh, yeah, that's it from me. I'm off now. See there.